Hi, listener. Welcome to the More Than Me podcast with your host, Becky Harrington, sharing stories of women who decided to move outside of themselves and claim a higher purpose because together we are more. In each episode, we'll dig deep into stories of women who shed their fear and shame so that they could claim their higher purpose. Each week, you'll leave inspired, free from the shoulds that have been bringing you down and prepared to walk ahead towards your bright purpose. Experience a community that has forged a path before you and discover that you're not alone. Well, hi, listener. This is the More Than Me podcast, and I am your host, Becky Harrington, and I want you to join me each week as we discover the triumphant stories of women who decided to have more in their lives and accept their purpose. This is a podcast for women who have a deep longing in their hearts, crave community, and are ready to step out in faith. So welcome this week. I am super excited because I am being joined with a More Than Me Collective member, Tanya Newbold. She is with jewelry designer Del Pozo Jewelry. You can find her on Instagram and also at delpozojewelry.luxury. She's also getting into motivational speaking and she's going to be hosting an event. I am finally, you guys, I am finally allowed to talk to you about our upcoming event that's happening this fall. It's going to be in October. I can't tell you the date yet, but it's going to be in October and it's going to be in the Orange County area, but it's in Calabozo. And so if you're in California, Calabasas, she's going to tell us more about it. And so Tanya is actually co-hosting this event with us. Um, She's got skin in the game on this event. If you're in California and you listen to this, then this is a no brainer for you. I don't care where you are at, make the, you know, come up early, stay the night, whatever you need to do, be there. Um, But I don't care where you are actually in the entire country. We have been talking about this for a while. If you want to be in with this group of women, in person is where the magic happens. So start talking to your husbands, start planning how you're going to get the chores done while you're gone, start teaching him how to cook if you have to do that, start putting together a savings account so that you can be there. This is a girls weekend that you don't want to miss. You're going to make some incredible friends and I promise you that it's going to move you to a new direction in your life. So please join us. We'll have um, information on how you can register coming up soon, but that doesn't mean you can't start saving away and making sure that you are planning and preparing to be there. Um, So I want to just kind of introduce you to uh, Tanya here. Um, So I want to start out like I always do. Tiffany is such an interesting connector. She's got all, she's, she's like a collector of women collector of beautiful female souls all over the country who are just longing for the same things. And she's so great at pulling people from everywhere and bringing us together. So I love hearing how Tiffany kind of interrupts people's lives um, when she finds them. So tell us a little bit about how you met Tiffany and became um, uh, familiar with the More Than Me movement. Well, I'm going to have to go a little bit back because what I realize, I have gone through quite a tremendous year in the last year, and we'll get into that in a moment, but what is my life's purpose? Why am I here? Why has God called me here as his servant? What am I supposed to do? And I've been in the public eye for many, many years, actress, model, pageant girl, all that, which when I met Tiffany, I was like, girl, you've been in pageants because you purdy. (laughs) <laughs> up. But through all that, I realized I love 
to help women. I love to speak women. I did a documentary on postpartum depression because I suffered from it. And by all of that, I started going, where do I start? Where do I begin? Well, I have an amazing friend. Her name is Elizabeth Svodik. You should also check out Warrior Mom. She is the founder of that and she knew Tiffany. She said, I'm going to connect you two. It was an instant connection. She's amazing. I had the pleasure of having lunch with her a month ago in Beverly Hills. And we really spent most of the time laughing, but in amongst that, sharing our stories. And we have the same common goal is we want all of you women to know you are not alone. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what secrets you have. Any mistake you've made, trust me, I've probably made it plus 10. And we just want you to feel safe and loved and know that you are so powerful. So we have this common goal of through the help of God and our faith of reaching out and impacting people's lives. And thank you for mentioning the event, Becky. What that's about, it is about immersion, getting together. You can listen to a podcast, you can read books, you can talk on the phone, but when you are immersed with all of these women, you find this connection that fills your soul. It's community, it's collaboration, it's being together, it's walking away better than when you came. So I'm very excited to be a part of this and work with Tiffany and she's a mentor to me and I think she's amazing. And the more than me is where it's at, it's great. So I love asking this question of everybody because I, I usually get different but similar answers, but I like to hear people's own perspective. What is more than me to you? More than me is, uh, I, I'm almost going to get emotional. It is a foundation where women can go, like Tiffany has a fantastic journal. It is, it's homework. It's not just like, oh, write down your thoughts. It is steps you can take to start climbing out of the hole, to start changing your life, to start focusing on who you are and what your purpose is and what matters here. Why are you here? Because all of us have a testimony, all of us have a story to share, all of us can help someone else. And Tiffany's More Than Me, that is what that represents to me, is an opportunity to have a voice, all of us, and connect with each other and know how powerful we are as beings. I love that. And, you know, uh, speaking of more than me, if you are listening to this podcast and you're like, how do I get involved right now? Um, the best thing to do is actually, you don't have to wait till the fall. You can join us as a member now. Uh, go onto the website, join as a member. And we have two monthly Zoom calls that we host every month where you're on video conference with us. So you can see all the other women in their faces and we do introductions. We have a founder call, which I actually hosted yesterday and I talked about opportunity, what it looks like to create opportunity for yourself and for other people and with other people um, but also and and that the founder call is a chance for you to get um, kind of some insight into the organization some behind the scenes meet the founders um, but it's also a chance for you to introduce yourself to the other women who are in this group and for them to be introduced to you um, the, there's a second call and that is that second call is more of a training focus. We bring in people like Tanya, people um, like Sally Holder and Karina Tripon who are um, speaking into how women can grow. This is a growth and development call and um, you will get so many great things out of it, how to break through fear, how to break through um, mm. but having false belief systems, things that are holding you back that are mm. going to help um, de-hinder you so that you can claim your purpose. So we also have a private Facebook group where you can in interact with members every day. Um, 
uh, t talk about your passions and your purpose and share what you're doing, um, get support from the community, ask questions. So we want you to join the membership um, and then also come and be in person in fall because you know what, I love the Zoom calls, I love doing this podcast, but you will you will stand to be changed by the women who you stand next to with. Um, they say that the people that you hang out with are the people that you become, right? And so these are the kinds of women you want to put yourself around. You will rise to the occasion when you are in person with them. And I love how you use the word immersion. That is such a great way to talk about what it's like to come to a more than me event. You are immersed with women who are embracing more for their life, who are breaking free from shame, shining light, following mm. Jesus, all of those great things. So Absolutely. you can always find out more about um, you, everything that we talk about on morethanme.com. Click on the podcast section. This is episode 14. If you're listening in iTunes or Google Play, click on your show description and all those links are right there, including links to follow Tanya and also her jewelry line. Those will be included there as well. So you can learn more about her, start following her, her on Instagram and let her become a part of your journey. So mm -hmm. we're gonna get into our episode and we have a lot to talk about today. And Tanya and I have not had the pleasure of meeting in person. Uh, in fact, all we've met over is just a little bit of email chatter um, yeah. over the last week, but I got to read her, through her story um, and wow, Tanya, like you've had a journey in your life. Um, there's been a lot of pain, um, in your life and, you know, pain equals grit. So I'm told. Yes. So you were in foster care. Um, you were adopted into a family. Um, you you learned from an early age that your father was an alcoholic and abusive, um, you've been cheated on, <laughs> you've uh, dealt with <laughs> suffered from anxiety, lost parents, went through depression, discovered postpartum depression after a really joyous thing happened in your life mm -hmm. of having a baby. Um, and I just want to know, like, wow, that is a road of pain. And how has that shaped you and grown you? Well, you know, I, I'm going to equate it to when you find a diamond, it's a rock. And that rock has to be molded and formed and burnt and chiseled that to get it to shine and be bright. I feel we as humans are the same way. I feel what the problem is, is when we have problems, people go, oh my God, I have problems. Oh my God. And once this is handled, I will be happy. That is such a false belief because I'm here to tell you, you're always going to have problems your entire life. No matter what, you get more money, you have bigger problems. You lose something, you have problems. So the sooner we can embrace, this is a part of our journey. This is a part of our growth. We grow from pain. And when we grow, we become better people if we don't look at it as a negative. So we go through growth spurts, I like to call it, and things happen. And the sooner we can be like, okay, I, this is happening and I choose to face it. And that's what I wrote you. It's like, are you the type of person who's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm going to have a glass of wine. Girl, let's talk about so-and-so because that's more fun. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to look at this. Or do you turn around your face and say, bring it because I am strong. And with the faith of God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ, I can deal with this and I can handle this and I will grow from this. Last year alone was the most tragic year I've probably had since I've been here on this planet, like I'm visiting, and we all are. But I lost a 
my best friend, who is the godmother to my child, we kind of broke up. It was like very sad. She'd been my best friend for 12 years. There was just changes. And also too, I realized like that maybe represented an old me who would gossip or get into all that. That's not who I want to be. So I lost that friendship, but it hurt like heck. The next month, I got a tap on the shoulder of my 10 and a half year job, which I was really good at, saying, can I talk to you for a minute? And I went, uh-oh, lost my job. They had to financially restructure, and I was making more than anyone else. So bye-bye. That was devastating. But you know what? God doesn't make mistakes. He needed me to be in that position because three months later, my mom passed away. And that was on May 10th. And I flew up to Sacramento thinking she had been in the hospital, thinking I was going to pack her up, move her down to me. I got there and I took one look at her and I went, oh my God, she's dying. And she was. And she passed away five days later. But I'm going to share something really beautiful with you. Because I wasn't stressed about a job or anything else, I was so present the entire time. And I didn't know if she would grace me with allowing me to be with her when she passed. And she did. And I, I'll see if I can say the story without crying, but I was holding her hand and I had a playlist for her. I grew up in the seventies. My mom grew up in the fifties. So I was playing Spotify and she was taking her last breath. And all of a sudden the song came on that was current. And I was like, what song is this? Why is this playing? Back to her taking her last breath. And suddenly she opened her eyes. She looked up at the ceiling and she gazed all the way down but not at me, in front of me. And I suddenly felt this energy behind me. And I literally was like, oh my God. And I looked, I said, mom, do you see Jesus? Do you see dad? I said, mom, go, drop your body. I'll be okay. She took one final breath and I felt all the energy go, and it was gone. And I was bawling, but I was grinning ear to ear at the same time. I just witnessed her being born back to the Lord where she was supposed to go. It was incredible. Then months later, my seven-year-old dog died suddenly, two days before Christmas, devastating. Then a dear friend of mine committed suicide and I got the first suicide letter and had to call his mom. Then a couple months after that, my other dog passed away on his 12th birthday. And then a month or so after that, a dear person who I wasn't that close with, but his, his ex-wife I'm very close with, he passed away. So it's been a very traumatic year. And people are like, how do you get through this? Gratitude. None of us are promised tomorrow. But to be grateful for what we do have, not, not what we want, what we do have to find joy in the journey. I have a bed to sleep on. I have a car to drive. I can buy food when I need to. I have an amazing husband and child. I now have two new fur balls too. So just to find that joy and to let go of, there are people going through so much worse than what I am. And they find joy too. I also love that sometimes when something like that happens, in fact, I was on a webinar with Natasha, who she, she and I did the last episode, Natasha Hemingway. Um, and she did a, a webinar last night about breaking through fear. And she, she tells a very similar story of, of just, you know, getting that tap on the short, shoulder and getting let go from her job. And, you know, it's, it's like when that happens to you, it's devastating, Ooh. right? Like yeah. there's, it's okay. You put a lot into your job. Um, yes. you, you put your heart and your soul into it. And so it's Absolutely. devastating to lose a job. 
there's rejection. You feel a little rejection, even though yeah, it's not your fault. Even when they're not good not enough, what yeah. did I do wrong? I didn't what bring did enough value. Yeah. Yeah. You go I was all loyal. Stuff. You go through uh -huh. all of it, and it's it's okay. But what 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 you're saying is that you're looking back and you're saying that tragedy was about God clearing the deck. Amen. For what yes, was about was. to happen. Yes. And I couldn't see it. And it's okay. If we, of course we feel rejected. Of course it was, it was probably yeah. hard. You probably cried and drank. Oh, I had <laughs> more than that. I had, I cried a lot, but I had such anxiety when I tell you I did not sleep for a month. It was that, and I'm sure you've all been through this with any type of tragedy where you go, <gasps> when you're sleeping and your body like wakes up and you're like, Oh my God, it's true. It was like a panic. Yeah. Like PTSD. It's horrible. But now looking back, you're like, wow, if I had been in that job, my life would not have been clear enough for me to walk through all of these challenges. It yeah. would have been so much harder for me. And so your friends are saying, well, how did you, how did you handle such a horrible year? The answer is God cleared the decks for me. Amen. Cleared the decks for me. Amen. Um, and so I love that. And sometimes we have to clear the decks for ourselves. We have to say, you know what? I got to clear the decks. I got to, I got to eliminate the distractions so that I can handle what's going on in front of me. Um, well, that's an excellent point because I feel like all of us in one way or another, we, we have our distractions. We might be sneaky, have our secrets. You have to be your own disciplinarian. I will get on this device, yeah. you know, an hour's gone by, and I'm like, wow, that was productive. I liked 500 people. You know, I'm like, <laughs> really? How did that benefit me other than I tapped a heart? Yeah. So it's like we have to, you know, if, you, if you're tending to want to take a drink because you've had a stressful day, maybe you don't have that alcohol in your house. Like you have to be your own disciplinarian. And if you're feeling those sad thoughts, I'm going to be very honest with you. Even as good as I'm doing, I have those days where I'm like, I feel lonely. Yeah. Where is everyone? I'm by myself. And then I'm like, you know what? Then get up and get in action. Knowledge is power, yes. But if you don't take action, if you don't move your body, change your focus, change your language, nothing's going to change. So you sometimes have to be hard on yourself and say, get it together, girl. And Amen, sister. In your prayers. Yes. So you have had some really interesting things and there, uh, you know, I, I listed off, I mean, Tanya sent me this very long story, which I knew we Sorry. could cover everything of that in, in this episode. So I just, I rattled off like a whole list of things that have happened in your life, but there's one particular one that you wrote a lot more about. And that was just this journey, um, with your experience with postpartum depression, um, and how that, that actually led to an opportunity. So I want you to kind of unpack that a little bit as much as you're comfortable. Oh, I'm comfortable. Tell us about what happened there and then also show us what happened as a result of that. Okay. So that I am married to a younger man who is lovely and gorgeous. We just celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary. But the point being when I was in my mid to late thirties and I'm thinking, if I'm going to have a baby, I need to do it. He wasn't ready. And then I was like, well, what do I do? Dump this man that I love to find some guy to have a baby with, or maybe I'll just be a fur baby mommy. <laughs> so at the, when I was 40, my husband looked at me, and goes, I think I want a baby. And I was like, now, now you want a baby. So being adopted, which you brought that up, Becky, I do not know my blood history. So I had done a genomic profile to kind of get an idea what could I be susceptible to. One of the things that was shared with me is you cannot do um, what's it artificial or uh, in vitro. No, uh, yeah, you know, in vitro. 
Uh, yeah, hormones and all that to yep. get you pregnant. She yep. said, your body will metabolize it into cancer. And I was like, whoa, that's no joke. So we tried for two years and this is really neat. Nothing happened. And you know, that monthly disappointment when you get your period and you're like, oh, I thought this was going to be a, I will never forget this. I got on my knees and I prayed and it was in October. And I said, well, you know what, God, if you want me to have a baby, you're going to have to make this happen because I've been trying for two years and I was 42 and I'm like, time is running out. So I don't know. Three months later, I was pregnant. We had taken a trip to Thailand, Hong Kong, came back, was late, thought, oh, it's jet lag, and found out I was pregnant. Super excited, naturally, healthy pregnancy. Found out I was having a girl, so blessed, so happy. Day comes, I have her, I'm beyond excited. And I, this is really interesting with postpartum depression. I do not do well with anesthesia, which an epidural is. I had the violent shakes and throwing up for six hours straight. Women were coming into recovery and leaving, coming in and leaving. They had hot blankets on me, hot air on me. Then they bring my daughter in here, try and nurse her. I'm trying to hold her, hold my incision and puke my guts out. I'm being very honest here. And it was very tough on me. So I come home from the hospital. I'm recovering. I think, okay. And I'm also not someone who does well with no sleep. Well, y'all know when you have a baby, bye-bye to sleep. And it was very hard on me. And about three weeks in, I remember looking at her going, why would anyone do this to themselves? I'm a very social person. I need connection. So now I'm just home with this baby who also has colic, who's crying all the time, who won't nap for me. Should nap for my cleaning lady, but not for me. I was like, why? And all of this. And then um, nighttime would come and I would get this horrible anxiety. Oh my God. Oh my God. Here's another night. I'm going to be up all night. I just know it. And my husband, God bless him. He had a full-time job. He had to sleep. He had to work. He had to function to take care of our family. So I would go through that. Then I started having visions of just chucking her off the balcony. If I could just throw her one hit and be done, I can go back to my life. And it kept replaying over and over again. Now, thank God, God is good. I never harmed my child. I never did anything. But I was having these, and I'll never forget my friend that I actually mentioned that we're not close anymore. She sat me down and she was bawling and she said, something's wrong with you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I had a baby, I'm tired. She said, no, Tanya, something is wrong with you. And then I had other people starting to say it too. And that creepy feeling of when you're so ashamed that you feel this way, but you just want to keep it under wraps and now people are calling you out. It's horrible because you're like, you see me. And this is not the me I want you you're to like, see. You're like, can I just stay in the dark? I, I oh. don't know why y'all are coming with your light here, but I'd like to stay oh, over here in the dark. <laughs> Absolutely. It's horrifying. And then I would call, the, I, I didn't know where to find help. I thought I was losing my mind. And I would call the pediatrician office and I love their answer. Honey, just go for a walk. Go for a walk. I can't leave my house. You don't understand. I tried taking her for a walk once. She started screaming and I literally was sobbing like, I just got to get back to my house. I mean, it was horrible. So then my girlfriend gave me this book, Down Came the Rain by Brooke Shields. And Ava was about four and a half months old at the time. And I read it and I went, oh my God, I have postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. Never heard of it. Started looking for research, couldn't find any. Thank God my natural path put me on 5-HTP and rosehip oil, and it works like a natural Prozac. And I swear to God, two weeks later, I remember so specifically looking out the window going, 
oh my God, I think I'm okay. Mm. But what got me is I couldn't find any information on it. And I started going, you know what? There needs to be a documentary on this. There needs to be information. I was interviewed, I'm an actress, and I was interviewed for a documentary called Die Trying. And it was a female director, Jamie Lynn Littman. She had just had a four-month-old baby or had a baby who was four months. We got along great. I said, I have an idea. There needs to be an idea, a documentary on postpartum depression. She said, yeah, I didn't have it. She goes, let me look into it. Give me a day or so. I'll get back to you. I'll see. She called me within 24 hours. She was on a lot of mommy blogs. You know, she's one of those mommies. You know, those mommies, they are hooked up everything, everywhere with everyone. You're going, why don't I know about this? (laughs) Well, I'm that mommy. And she called me back. She said, I put uh, a question on the the mommy blog within 24 hours i had over 100 responses of women yep. saying i think i have it yes we began a journey of doing this documentary and along the way one of our our fabulous women who we actually she kind of became the main focus lindsay gerst we um shot her and then we brought her in as a producer and she's also an executive producer and one of my goals was to have brooke shields narrate it because i felt like she kind of saved me my neighbor across the street, I was telling her all about it. And she's an actress. And I said, my goal is to get Brooke Shields. And this is how God works. She looked at me and she smiled. She said, do you want me to call her? I said, what? She said, we're friends. Called her, Brooke executive produced and narrated it. And this documentary lost in 2017. We are now in 70 countries, six languages. It is amazing. I've had women reach out saying, I want to kill myself. And because of this, I'm not going to. And tell us the name of the documentary. It is When the Bow Breaks, a documentary on postpartum depression. There is a thriller movie called When the Bow Breaks. We're not that one. (laughs) You can find us on Amazon.com. You can find us on iTunes. And it is a 90-minute documentary. I am going to tell you, trigger warning, if you're going to have a baby, there are parts that are tough to watch. So I always like to put that out there because I would never want anyone to be blindsided but it is good for your husbands to watch. It is good for the family to watch. If you have friends who are pregnant, I recommend this documentary and I'm going to tell you why. The benefit to you is that you then have information that this is possible. I pray to God you don't go through it, but the reality is it affects one in five women. And there's, I thought it was because I was an older mom, nothing to do with it. It doesn't discriminate against socioeconomic race or age. It does affect women and some of them become where psychotic and then they want to kill their children or themselves. So the more people that can see the signs, then you can say, "Mm, this is not normal behavior. What do we do to help her? And you will save someone's life. I'm not even kidding you. This documentary is very important. So I want to ask you a question. Um, What is one thing that you know for sure now that you've been through your journey? I know for sure that there are no mistakes. As horrible as your life may be going or have gone, or your husband just suddenly up and left you, as devastating as any of this is, if you put your faith in God and you ask him to help, there are no mistakes. He will help you. I always feel too, if we make the same mistake over and over again, there's consequences. And God will give us the same lesson until we finally face it and figure it out. But when something happens to you that you did not ask for, then you thank God for that because what is happening there is that he's going to bless your life. 
when someone does something wrong to you or someone steals from you or you, what I say is you cut that cord, you put them in a bubble of love, you send them into the universe and you wish them love. Do not hold on to anger. Do not hold on to resentment. You cannot change that person, but God will bless you. He will bless you with a better life, with a purpose. Something will come out of that that you will help other people. And the sooner you accept that, you can grow and become who God chose you to be to begin with. So your story has an interweaving um, theme that might be missed, and I want to make sure it's not missed. But there is a lot of community that was around you. There was community that was helping to shine that light when you needed it and give you the resources that you needed to recover from it. And then when it was time for you to use your story for a passion and a purpose, there was a community that came around and helped you um, to make that happen. So talk about, you know, what is the role that you've seen community play in your journey? Well, community is everything. And if you don't have community, look for ways to create one for yourself in an authentic manner. Don't go to a group or do something that doesn't really speak to you. Find out what speaks to you. And we, what we think we can accomplish on our own, you get a community together and things happen like that. It is amazing. And don't be afraid to talk to people. You know, I really feel God's calling me to be a public motivational speaker. <gasps> I just said it. Oh, let me connect you to Tiffany Smiley. She's amazing. Oh, okay. And now I'm on a journey. So the sooner we can put it out there and commune with others and collaborate with others, this whole thing of we are trained as a society, I'm number one, I'm the best, I do it alone. That's how the society is. And then we have this caveman brain from you know thousands of years ago that goes, there's a saber-toothed tiger, I have to survive. Well, there's no saber-toothed tiger, so now we're trying to survive by all these other mechanisms that usually are false. This rabbit hole thinking that we have in our head of what's wrong, because that's the archaic brain, it is not real. So when you can find others to talk to or out yourself to, or and then they go, oh my God, girl, I do that too. And you're like, oh my God, really? It gives you a freedom to know you're not alone, to let it go, and then to move forward powerfully, whatever you're supposed to do. So I, one of the things that we talk a lot about in More Than Me is collaboration over competition. And one of the, the kind of, I've been, over the last few months, I've been really starting to unpack why women um, get locked up in competition over collaboration. And one of the things that I have been um, kind of tooling around with is transactional mindsets. Um, and I think that there's a two-way street for transactional mindsets. One is when I offer, and I've experienced this because what I've been trying to do is offer to, to be that person like, oh, I can help you get there. Let me do that for you. And one of the things I, I get back over and over and over again when I do that is, oh, well, what can I do for you? Or how can I pay you back? Or I, or I, I just feel so bad. I could never pay you back for this, Becky. I want to obliterate that idea because I want to say that if I'm here offering to support you and help you get to your purpose, don't automatically think you owe me anything pay it forward to the next woman. Yes. And then the second one is when someone does something for you and then all of a sudden they're immediately talking behind your back like, oh, I did this thing for her and she hasn't uh, even said <laughs> yes. hard yet. And oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And I, I did all this, but I didn't get enough back from it. And both of those ideas are transactional. And I think what your, your whole story is just 
is just uh, all these women came in not expecting anything in return and said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to, I see that you need me. I'm going to be there. And, and all of these beautiful things are happening. You, you overcame this huge challenge through, the, through a non-transactional community and, and you made this beautiful documentary happen, um, from a passion in your heart from a non-transactional community. And so women, I want you to just, if you're listening right now, like this story is about let's break free from this, these transactional mindsets. Let's, let's be a community that is just in it to, to just make all of our dreams come true and whatever God is laying on our heart, let's just be all in for that and not take all these questions about what am I going to get out of it? Or if I ask that person for help, am I going to owe them more than I can ever repay? Let's just obliterate that idea altogether. So I'm going to bring us home a little bit. Um, uh, This is a homework assignment I gave to our Zoom call attendees for the member. And it's one that I want to give to you as well today. And that is if you have something in your heart that God has been calling to you, but you know that you don't have something that you need, but another woman has it or could help you get it, will you go ask that person for it Mm -hmm. for this week? And the second is... If you see another woman in your life who has something that God is calling her to, and you know that she needs something from you, will you offer it to her this week with no strings attached? That is my homework assignment for this week for More Than Me. Um, Come join us in October. Tanya is going to be there. She's going to be speaking at this event. She is a co-collaborator with More Than Me on this event. Join us there. Magic is going to happen. Get a membership. Join us on the Zoom call. There's not one this next Thursday, but the next Thursday. So if you sign up this week, you can get on the next Zoom call. Um, This is going to be Dr. Courtney Baker. She did her PhD dissertation on (coughs) why women weren't showing up in leadership around the country. And what she found, it was because women were competing against other women. And she's going to be sharing her strategies on how women can own collaboration and rise up in wherever they're at, whether that's at your job or in your home or in your church or in your life with your friends, whatever. Collaboration is is the name of the game for this month's call. So (coughs) for joining us on the More Than Me podcast, sharing stories of women who decided to move outside of themselves, claim a higher purpose because together we are more. Um, Next week, we're going to be joined uh, by another collective member and we can't wait to bring you more episodes every single week. If you have been loving listening to this podcast, will you please leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play? Again, you can find out more about this movement in more detail on morethanme.com. This is episode 14, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.